0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to the Adapt and Improve podcast. I'm your host, Chris James. This week, I'm excited to talk to Josh Lamptey. I've known Josh for a few years. He's a model and a personal trainer with this infectious, positive aura around him, and I was keen to find out more about his journey. We talk about the difference that exercise can have, how he reacted to being laughed at in his early days of modeling, and his unique perspective on raising his daughter. This is Adapt and Improve with Josh Lamptey. And without further ado, let's get into it. I think you're one of those people that other people would see and immediately think he's got his shit together.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
0: <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> You've got your own personal training business. You've modelled yeah. or do model for a number of big fashion brands. You've got a few thousand followers. You're really in shape. You're always smiling. You're still really young. Yeah. Do you think you can attribute most of those things to fitness? It's a good question, not mate. Fitness
1: has helped me massively. The obvious is obviously it helped me with an income. People with a stable income are normally (laughs) smiling. But mentally, that's where it's really helped me. Mental health is a massive thing at the moment, which I think is good. Especially within men, it's been highlighted a lot more um, within males. And it's massively helped me with that in terms of it's given me distraction, a positive obsession. Because a lot of people relate it to vanity, but I suppose it comes hand in hand, doesn't it? Obviously, you look good, you want to show it off, but my purpose for fitness is it is a complete when i feel down or etc anxious fitness fitness is what saved me and fitness is what i go to obviously that and my missus who i talk to etc cetera, etc cetera. but fitness is the hub of it sounds so cringe but it's the hub of my life yeah so
0: i would i would connect it a lot to that yeah i listened to a joe wicks podcast recently and he was saying the exact same thing like, anytime you feel down, anytime anything's occupying your mind, mm. if you just go for it, even if it's just a walk, it could be something sort of low impact, low intensity, like a walk all the way up to going to a boxing gym or doing a really high intense hit, let's say, uh-huh. uh, and it will take that feeling away.
1: Yeah. So, it obviously you've, you've got the physical side of it where it obviously it releases endorphins, which that's the physical side of it, yeah. So there's been, there's loads of literature on that, I don't need to go into that, about how it generally makes you feel happier. But um, I think also, like, it if it's integrained within your lifestyle, it's just a catalyst for more positive things. Like, you want to eat better, which again, makes you feel better. You normally meet more positive people that are on the same wave because they go to the gym, they've got structure. And again, like structure, that's that massive thing. Structure helps me so much in... All forms, like it just makes, like you said, it looks like I've got my myself together. It's that structure that kind of helps me with that. And that's what, anything, anything to, like you said, it doesn't have to be working out every day or it could just be a walk. It helps a lot. When you, like, obviously I take it to another level and I train every day, blah, blah, blah. But like you said, like even that little walk, you spend that time with, in, on yourself, do you know what I mean? Not, not yeah. a selfish way, but you have that time to think about things that you need to think about or that time not to think about anything you can use fitness for anything and i think that's why it should be applied to to anyone really
0: i agree i've got a nutritionist free through work which is first of all that's absolutely amazing and and second of all it's really really helped me so we speak like twice a week on the phone obviously it's phone only at the moment he checks in we go through all the normal stuff like calories exercise etc etc but there are some Uh calls when i feel like he just purely acts as like a therapist yeah and that's it he'll look into all these other areas of of my life like are you getting enough sleep sex are you arguing what is work stressing you out and it's funny he'll always tie it back to to fitness but aside from yourself What's your approach to other people and clients that might be struggling in, in other areas of life aside from fitness? It's mad because that
1: aspect of my job has made me grow up so much mm. because I don't have to listen, but people choose to tell me, my clients, obviously I'm not naming any names or any situations, choose to tell me the suffering that they're going through in life, whether that be relationship or money or just feeling down and I feel almost blessed in a way because for one they're choosing to tell me like some of them say that they don't tell anyone else other than me and I think that's an, again the fitness side it, it, it allows you to be positive allows you to open up and when you're looking after someone's health I suppose that integrates with their mental health as well and they choose to open up no matter what age which is really interesting as well like my clientele goes from eighteen 17 eighteen, seventeen to out like, oh what's my oldest client? Sixty five. Wow. And like to hear the different situations is really interesting. It's looked, like grown me up
0: massively. Just listening to people, yeah, you start to appreciate other other areas of, of people's lives. So most people will probably come to you, I guess, with, just with a fitness goal and don't actually understand all these other aspects of your life that can be honed in just to this one simple thing of working out three or four times a week, yeah. having a structure, like you said, and, and having a plan. What do most people want to achieve when they first come to you and enlist you as a personal trainer?
1: So you've got there's a few goals. People who simply just want to lose body fat, want to lose weight. A lot of the times, I have to kind of pick their brains on what what goals they actually want, mm. um, because a lot of the time they come and go. I, I want to be in shape, and it's like, okay, how how far do you want to push that? Do you want? To, have you got a strength goal? Have you got an aesthetic goal, uh, or do you just want to feel like you're doing some exercise? Which I completely get. I mean, some people just come to like, I want, I just want, to, you know, be active. Which is just I take just as important as people who are like I want to be able to do this this and this by the end of the year, and then that's when they they come with a, a very simple goal, and then it, it the more they learn and the more they get to know me, they start to expand on i have also got this problem. It's like I'm I'm not obviously I'm not trained or I'm I'm not in the profession to help them with some of the problems that they say, but for me I just I always try and relate it back to personal experience. Like I said, I'm only young. I'm tw- I'm 25, but. I've gone through a lot of shit in my life, as a lot of people have. So I always try and relate it back to things that I've been through or what other people have been through and just try and help them on that basis. But yeah, to answer your question properly, they come with normally quite a simple goal and then it expands into all sorts within lifestyle and fitness. Yeah,
0: I can imagine, man. Yeah, I think as soon as you pick up a bit of knowledge... I mean, with with the nutritionist, I immediately i was just like i want to lo- lose body fat I'm not, i wasn't actually that fat but mm. i wanted to lose it and then i lost it and i was like i actually need to put some more weight on <laughs> i need to get bigger yeah, and then yeah. you start learning all these extra bits you know just even the thing about tempo lifting and the four different actual movements that you can time in your in your limbs uh-huh. and in your movements is, is yeah. I, I didn't know anything about it but now i can adapt that on yeah, everything yeah. that i do and i've learned that transferable knowledge across a few different aspects of fitness. So Always learning. Yeah, all, all ties back, I guess, to a, a couple of goals. You know, you want to lift more or, or you're training for something, you want to do something, or you want to lose body fat, I guess. Well, just feel better about yourself, yeah. Uh, and I guess a lot of people will come and just go, I want a six-pack. Yeah, you do get
1: that. You do get that, which is not annoying, but it's like, right, what you want to do is you, you want to lose body fat because that is what's getting a six-pack is. Yeah. and. It's going into things like that, and then they're like, "Oh right, I didn't know it was that." Well, not simple, but I didn't know that's how you actually maintain it or how you gain it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's 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 good to open up people's eyes in a sense because, like, the fitness industry, you know, is so saturated. Like, you get so many people, unfortunately, telling you the wrong things when it is not simple. It's not simple to follow, but it is quite simple to understand in terms of like body fat loss, etc and then you start to
0: break that down into them and
1: they start to enjoy it
0: more and want to learn more. Yeah, I guess when you first start seeing those initial results as well, it really spurs you on. Which it certainly did with me. Speaking of abs, you've had you've had good looking abs for a while now. How often? I'm interested because I know what my main problem is. I've got abs when I really, really train and diet well, but then I fall back due to one thing, which is alcohol. Yeah. You're having a drink right now. I don't know if you've shown it to the camera. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Do you know what? I got it up before. I got it up before and I was like, wait a minute, Beth. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, PT's drink, man. How often do you drink? At the moment, I don't drink in the week. Right. Because my, my hours are mad. I always get back at about like nine ish, and that's my time to like eat, speak to my mate, speak to my missus, and just like unwind and like shower, etc. I don't make a conscious effort not to drink the week. I just don't. It's not been a thing for me. Uh, on the weekend, at the moment, like I'll have a, gla- a glass. Why am I lying? I'll have a bottle of wine with my missus. Uh, maybe maybe a couple. Uh, but that's that's how much I I'd say I drink. But like, but, do you know what though? When I had really good abs, because they're not that amazing at the moment, lockdown, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. I drank more, 100%, but I trained more. I was probably more active, etc. I just, I've just been one not to drink in the week, and I think that's a really big thing. I'm not saying drinking in the week is bad, but it all adds up. The calories all add up.
0: Yeah. It's your 80-20 thing, isn't it? Uh, be good 80% of the time. And, and that's what the results you'll get.
1: Yeah, that's another thing. Like You do need to have that time off. Do you know what I'm
0: saying? Yeah. So if someone wanted to, for anyone that's listening that might want to drop some body fat, let's say, what are the two, three things they need to prioritise? Move more. Try and track your calories. I think
1: tracking your calories, it's had such a bad stigma around it. When I first started training, I was like, I don't want to restrict people. But at the end of the day, if you are eating more... So if you're if you're putting in more energy than you're putting out, you're gonna put on weight. Fact. No one is exempt to that. The only way to be certain, really, is by tracking your calories. So move more, track your calories. Third thing, do you know what? They they are the two main things. If you are making a conscious effort to like hit like, like ten thousand steps a day, and obviously this isn't to get like a shredded six pack, you're just on about losing weight. Conscious effort to hit 10,000 steps today and track your calories and just make sure that, that your calories are below your maintenance calories. I don't want to get into you about being all boring, but only maintenance calories, you will lose weight. And if anyone wants to know how to do that, contact me on JL
0: <laughs> I was going to save that till the end, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Throw that in there,
0: bro. So speaking of the actual business, what plans have you got for forwarding JL Fitness over the next few years?
1: I'm always, I know, like, again, cliche, I'm always learning. Where I'm at the moment, uh, Maxfield performing, there's an array of personal trainers with massive experience. And I'm just learning currently so much from each PT. Sometimes it, I'm look well scared. I'm, like, staring at them when they're with the client. And that's not, <laughs> like, it's just because I'm a sponge, mate. Like, the first time I was at, when I was at Punchline, just learning, just stood, stood there. I'm just a sponge wherever I am. Currently, I'm I'm picking up things, how to run a gym, how to effectively program, etc. cetera. The end goal is to have my own space, my own gym. And then past that is to open up like a franchise almost. I know that that sounds like I'm shooting for the stars, but why not? Do you know what I'm saying? But that's in time to come. I'm taking each day... I'm trying to take each day as it comes because I'm the sort of person that like, I get hooked on trying to get more. Yeah. And it's good because it's aspirational, but at the same time, like relax, bro. Like I've, I've already come without blowing my own trumpet quite far. So just re- I just need to relax and take it as it comes. And instead of always trying to like find the next big blah, blah, blah. But I think I'm getting used to that now. I am, I am just learning and when the time's right to get my own space, it'll happen. Uh, but there's no rush for that. I love where I'm at the moment.
0: That's good, man. You've got, that, you've got that big, big goal, which some people probably say sounds silly, and it's already, as you say, saturated market, loads of gyms, but why not? Exactly, mate. If you don't land that one, at least you'll have your own space, and, and maybe a couple of others, or, or whatever it may be.
1: 100%. Like, I think sometimes PTs, it's see, people perceive it as like a dead-end job. You've only got so many hours in the day, sort of thing, and then it kind of stops. Whereas I, I'm trying to think way past that, like way past that. I'm trying to create almost like a brand that, like young PT that that needs to be drilled into them. You can expand in other ways, blah blah blah. Um, and it is, it's like at the end of the day, that sounds like a tool. It's it's a good way of making money if you're good at it and you use your hours right. Do you know what I mean? If you have that goal to
0: expand, then different avenues are open to you. Definitely, man. Let's move on to modelling. Yeah, bro. Every time I go on the JD Sports website and I'm about to buy a hoodie, mm-hmm. you're wearing it, and I go, "I'm not buying it. <laughs> What's <sure? laughs> your? He, he's he's definitely bagged that one when he's been on the photo shoot. I'm not, going can't be wearing <laughs> that. <laughs> but how did you how did you get into uh, into modelling?
1: Uh, so my brother's a model, and that inspired me a lot. Um, and he was like, "Just go for it, mate." Helped me apply for a few um, a few agencies. And Jador, who I'm with now, got back to me and was like, we like you here. So all you do is you apply online. Um, and then if they like you, they want to get back in touch with you. Um, and then obviously they've got a massive client base, JD, Nike, ridiculous. Hmm. Um, one of the models has just been in the campaign for Burberry, like it's huge. And then they put you forward to different brands. And then if they like you, you get the job.
0: Nice, so they'll come with a select criteria, will they, and just say, oh, we want a male this age, this complexion, exactly. this height, whatever yeah. it may be.
1: If they're like, we want all your males who are six foot, between six foot and six foot three, mixed race, and athletic, then you're the like, sweet, send them over a package, and then the client goes, right, we like him, 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 and him, send them to a casting, you go to the casting, which is the equivalent of like a, a job interview, where they see, obviously, face-to-face, which has been obviously dead recently, but um, get to know you a little bit because that does make a massive difference. Like, you could be the best-looking guy in the world, but if you've got no crack and if, you, if you're rude, nine times out of ten,
0: you're probably not going to get the job. I imagine there's a big tattoo requirement. Have you got any tattoos? I've got none, no. That, that is a massive, like,
1: look that brands go for. But then also, another massive look is no tattoos. So do you know what i mean like the industry out there they look for all different types of people which i think is class i think that's really positive yeah so you go for like you can get tall white skinny models or plus size black asian whatever and they involve everyone and you get to meet hundreds of different people from different backgrounds
0: modeling's a madness it's pretty cutthroat as well isn't it quite as, as an industry
1: if, if you're a soft ass it's not for you like genuinely you literally walk into a room and then without being too harsh, they, they, they can be like, you need to lose weight or you need to lose size here and here. And if that plays on your mind, then it is not the industry for you. I think it's worse. <laughs> is it worse for girls? So many guys are like, asking me because I, I'm, I'm a PT and model as well. And they're like, the models are like, how do I get bigger, Josh? And they're quite like the, the male ones. How do I get bigger? I, I need to get bigger because of this job, this job. And you can tell it's stressing them out. Do you know what I mean? But then again, I think girls have had it bad for years. Yeah. In terms of losing weight, but that's just a completely different kettle of fish, and you could do a whole podcast on that. But each, like male or female, or whatever, it, it's it's cutthroat, man. And it, it, like I said, if, if you're a bit, if you're oversensitive, then you're gonna struggle.
0: What's the worst thing you've experienced or seen firsthand in terms of it being so cutthroat? You some like when you're first starting off, you're
1: getting told how to pose, yeah. In front of like a lot of people, and when you're not used to that, it's embarrassing. It's you know if you're not seen as good at it, and like I've been like laughed at by loads of people in one like in one area. They're just laughing at me. All the spotlights on you, and they're laughing because I'm doing something wrong. That hit home. Like that was that was brutal. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, if you're not confident in something, you just started, and then you've got all these people laughing at you. Wow. I got upset bro and I got angry but that is you you definitely get more of the opposite of that supportive and helping than what the experience I just explained but that I'd say that is the worst that I've experienced I've been told to lose weight loads of times or lose size loads of times but that doesn't bother me at all it just means that I'm probably going to lose money because I like being this size do you know what I mean but um, I know that other people have That'll 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 affect people massively. Or they're told to put on size. That'll affect people massively. But I'd say, yeah, from personal experience, just being laughed at uh, made me feel it takes a lot to make me feel small. I was going to say you're a confident, you're a confident guy. I'm good at putting off the front. That I'm a confident guy. Yeah, definitely. No one knows what goes on in there, did it?
0: No, of course. Uh, I was going to ask some questions about that, but it'll we'll, uh, it'll go on for ages. Otherwise,
1: in it, bro. We'll have to do we'll have to do another.
0: Yeah, we can do, man, because I've already just mental notes, just thinking of of a few different things we could uh, expand on. As I said earlier, you've got this positive aura surrounding you, or so it seems. Um, And when we arranged this session, I specifically asked if we could talk about you being a stepdad. And you said, I'm not a stepdad, I'm a dad. Tell us a bit more about your family setup. Of course. So, I'm
1: with Kareem and Rhea. Rhea's my daughter. But that's where it stops. There's nothing else that defers me from being her her dad I am a dad, end of and it may, it may seem to have come across a little bit abrupt on that but it's because I feel so strongly about it uh, which goes out to all guys out there that isn't blood related to their, their kids and they get called dad like, big up to you because you've done a bigger job and a better job that anyone else could do in your situation um, so yeah, I'm sorry that I came a bit abrupt but it's just something I'm dead passionate about yeah, we're a really good little family. She was one in September. She's getting her own little personality now. And do you know what's mad as well? Like, obviously, I was dead worried that she wouldn't act like me or look like me. Like, that played in my head massively. And it got to me. But when, as she's growing up, you can you can fucking tell she's mine, bro. Like, she's she's sassy. She dances the music that I play. She's stubborn, like me, me and Kareem. Um, and she's just growing into like a little female version of me, which is quite tough to talk about, to be fair. But like, I didn't think that was going to happen, and it has. Just we just forget about that she's not, because at the end of the day, like now I said, she's like grown into a little version of me. She almost is. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, of course. I can tell you love being that positive role model as well. Yeah. Do you think the relationship would be any different if you'd had a son instead of a daughter? Mm, good question, man.
1: No, no, I don't, no, nah, I don't think so. I think it'd be di- obviously different when they get older because I'm ve- I'm a very protective person. That's not me trying to be a, a hard man or whatever. I just am, whether that be friends, family. Uh, so, if, and then obviously because she's my, like, my little girl, like, I'm protective already. Uh, when Kareem was pregnant, I was so protective over her. Does that differ if it's a boy or a girl? I'd say, do you know what? I'd say, yeah. But the love and the, the feelings towards the baby like that wouldn't have changed, no way. So you got together with Kareen when she was pregnant. I was there for the I was there for the birth. I was there for everything, man. Yeah, amazing, unbelievable, mate. It is a madness. One new respect, like obviously I respected women, but whole new respect for women. Like Jesus wept. Another another person's falling out with them. Like what? Like, you know what I'm saying? It is mad, like new, res- new, new respect. But it's it's beautiful, that, that yeah. sounds so cringe. But it is, isn't it? Yeah. It's a it's a mad experience. It's beautiful. So surreal. So, so surreal. It felt like it wasn't real at all. And then it hits you, like when we got home with her, we were like, mad like she was in you. <laughs> and and now she's not, and now she's not. <laughs> she's here, bro. But I'm so glad that I was there. Because I didn't know if I was going to be at first. I wasn't sure if I should be. And if I wasn't, it would have been the biggest regret ever. Yeah. Because now, obviously, like, I am dad, like, 100%. Like, it's... I would have kicked myself if I didn't, would, didn't go. So
0: I'm still glad I did. So is biological dad still involved in Raya's life? No. No. Not in any way, shape. Guess that makes your life a lot easier yeah bro yeah
1: at, at first I was like do you know what if if he wants to see her do am I have to say no sort of thing but as the relationship developed as Ray's grown up as i've helped and supported, I've just thought do you know what like if you're gonna fuck off them there's no chance mm. after me doing like the hard bit and kareen doing the hard bit like obviously she had me but she was effectively like on her own, but do you know what I mean? Like not, but was. There's no way you can jump in when, well, when it's, do you know, when it's easier. So I think obviously the plan is like, I'm going to, when you have to live with someone for six months, at least to be able to adopt. Right. Uh, so then after that, after we've lived together with for six months, I'm hundred percent adopting. So then legally she's mine
0: as well. Even though... That's amazing, man. Good yeah, on man. you. That's for amazing. Sure, I'm getting bro. goosebumps, man. That's for
1: sick. Sure, yeah, for sure, bro. I mean, I wish it didn't have to come to that for someone to be yours, but I just want it
0: perfect, so... Will you ever tell Raya that she has a biological father? Has it not been discussed yet? Uh,
1: I've always said, yeah. I think she needs to know. Yeah. Because I feel like I don't want anything to happened for her to resent me do you know what I mean like I kept it a secret sort of thing
0: so it speaks volumes of you as well mate just even saying that you want that to happen you know some people may want that full control and you know in this case maybe it doesn't need mentioning but yeah I, well
1: yeah I, I see I see exactly what you mean my opinion is if you by not telling her it's like almost not giving her a choice hmm. I don't like that I don't like people not having choices so there won't be a choice will there really like I'm top dog sort of thing but no. <laughs> But um, do you know what I mean she'll have realised I've been there since birth she will know no different
0: it's good as well I think that from your point of view certainly uh, and probably from Ray and, and Corinne's as well that biological dad isn't around because you that can cause so much unnecessary aggravation animosity jealousy everything
1: yeah um, I've grown up I'm a very calm person I'm very laid back but that'd that made make me angry. Mm. It's tough. Look, you're a, you're a dad yourself, man. Like, I feel different emotions are involved when it's your family, your daughter. I just wouldn't want that, like, at all. It'd relight the fire, sort of.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Boxing gloves have come back out. I'm a stepdad as well, but Edward's dad is still around, and that yeah. he's an all right guy. You know, but it still causes problems. And there is, there is animosity, there is jealousy, and it does make, even just today, there's been an issue. Yeah. And it's tough. It's really, really tough for me I not bet, to open my trap. And it's probably tough for him as well. You know, I don't know how I get talked about, but we've got a rule where we won't say anything bad in this house about his dad. I think that's, that's spot on, mate. I think that's spot on. Yeah, I think that's the way it's got to be, because... So
1: big up big up for you to that.
0: Yeah, well, it wasn't my rule, to be honest. I found it my way up. <laughs> No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> um, but, yeah, based, based on what I've seen, I think you're probably more than qualified to answer this question. What advice would you give to other stepfathers who might be struggling in some way Ooh. in a similar situation to yourselves, maybe?
1: Uh, if it's the same situation as me. You're not a stepdad, you're a dad. Um, and it's taken... I'm not. Tr- I'm not trying no. to big myself up because... For me, it was just a natural thing to do. I didn't feel like I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna do this amazing thing." It was if it feels the natural thing to do, then just go with it. And it's like I can't say any bad thing about it. All it's brought to my life is like seeing like a, a little human like grow up. It's a madness. Like it is an absolute madness, and it's it's pure quality. So try and focus on that before thinking of. Negative things and like, like I can't really give advice in towards like people who have to, have to have discussions or arguments with the other parent. But from my perspective, if you're the only, if you're the only dad role model in the scene, keep doing a class job and don't don't let those thoughts go into your head as much as you can. About it doesn't it cliche again. It doesn't make you a dad just because you're the donor. Like. What makes you a dad is being there uh, when it's tough for the, 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 your missus and the mum. When it's tough for the little one, that's that's what makes you the dad. Bringing up and mm. telling her off, giving her love, that's what makes you the dad.
0: I'm going to draw the line there, mate, because I think that was a really powerful answer. I agree with everything you've said. I just want to say, I guess, congratulations on it and, and, and big up. Well done. Cheer, brother. So, last last thing. Where can people follow you? Where can people find you? Um, Instagram. Instagram. Josh Lamptey,
1: JL Fitness. Facebook, Josh Lampty There's bare of us, though. So, it'll be the bit vain guy with the top off, pumping some weights, That's that, that was me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome. Cheers, Josh. But yeah, nice one, Chris. Thank you josh another cracking episode down to keep up to date you can subscribe or follow me on instagram at its.chris.james next time round i speak to jamie douglas hamilton a multiple guinness world record holder and founder of active water until next time